You're listening to the Carry On Friends Podcast, Episode 24. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. Thanks for listening. This is episode 24. And I'm always going to sound excited about every episode because each episode is, it's a goal. It's a, it's, it's something that you accomplish. And I really am excited about accomplishing something as recording this podcast so I can share information with you. And, um, it's always great. So I wanted to give you an announcement that for, episode 25, we're having Julian Gordon as a guest on the show. Julian Gordon is a coach, a teacher, and a speaker. And he is also my teacher. I'm part of his mastermind group. And Julian, I've known Julian. I met Julian in 2014. And I've just been so amazed by his teachings. I've learned a lot. I've accomplished a lot. And I'm really excited and looking forward to that episode going live. All right. So the topic for today's episode is the benefits of writing. Yes, I wrote two articles on the benefits of writing, but I really wanted to go a little bit deeper into that, right? But first, I want to tell you a little story. Ready? All right. So I didn't know that I wasn't a good writer until my second year of college. I mean, I did pretty good in school. I scored high on the essay-based or the heavy essay-based regents exam, which is an exam here in New York State. And I did moot court and mock trial where I had to do a lot of writing. And my first year of college, I don't remember, I'm pretty sure I didn't go into remedial English. And and I'm sure I did pretty well. But still, in my, my second year of college, I was told that I wasn't a good writer. So if you remember from my personal story, um, at the f- end of my first year of college, I got pregnant and then I transferred. I moved out of state and I transferred to another school. I started Marquette University in Wisconsin. One of my favorite classes, and it's still today, this day, a favorite class is my political science class. Political science was my major, so I took a variety of political science classes, but this political science class was more of the the philosophy of political science. That class was just more of a discussion. There was no, it was really dynamic. It was debate. It was lively conversations. You know, there were opinions. It was just, it was, I, I felt like I was just in a really, I wouldn't say heated debate, but I just knew it. I was on it. I was passionate about it. I had my theories about it. And it was really a class where I know my peers were like, wow, how does she know so much? And that was because I was so passionate about it. Political science is just something that I really enjoy. Law and political science, they were my you know, my really my go-to subjects, the subjects that I really knew about. And um, even though I didn't go to law school, it's a very conscious choice that I made. I've been involved in the legal industry for years. So in that class, classroom setting, my professor, he, you know, he, I was his go-to when he had a question. I didn't have to raise my hand. It was like, what do you think? Towards the end of the term where we had to do papers, I did my final 
I felt very good about my final. And then I went to my professor and he, the grade was, I, he, the grade was ridiculously bad. I pretty much, he gave me a fail. I swore I got a D or something. And he said, I could tell that writing was not emphasized while you were in high school. That is not your strong suit because you're not a good writer. I was devastated. This is my favorite class. You know, that class where you know everything in that class. You know, there's a class where at some point you knew everything and you were just like, all right, I got this class. Like this class is easy. This was this class for me. So to get a D or C or whatever failing grade was on that blue book that you have in college that you have to write your essays to was just so deflating. And I was so hurt. I think I cried when he told me, like, literally, I cried. And that statement from him about not being a good writer scarred me for years. I kept telling myself that I wasn't a good writer. I was just like, I can't write because that's what he said, right? So years gone by and I, I don't write. In nine, after post 9-11, this was my first journal had December 23, 2001. And 2001 is post 9-11, right? It's, it's, it's fresh after the terrorist attacks. I live here in New York City. And, you know, the mood was, you know, people kind of didn't quite go back to life. You had to kind of get up and go. But there was just something that was in, in flux. It was in balance. For me, it was. And I felt kind of like I was just aimlessly moving through life. And so I went to a bookstore that no longer exists and I found a really pretty book, which is usually what people see, a really nice, cute book. And I picked it up and I started writing in that. I started the journal and I stopped. And that was that. So in 2003, I started my first job as a paralegal through training and an associate called me to his office. He's like, ring, ring, ring. I have an assignment for you. I'm nervous and excited because up until this point, I was still going through training. I was shadowing the other paralegals. And so he came, I went to his office. So I walked to his office. I even remember what I had on to this day. It was just so clear. I walked into his office and he started to tell me his assignment. And then he stopped and he said, you should be taking notes. And I looked at him because I, I had other jobs up until this point, but I, I didn't have to take notes. I just listened to what somebody said and then I ran off and did it. And I was so embarrassed about it. So I ran and got a legal pad and I started writing. And he said, yeah, the next time you come to my office or anyone office, make sure you always have a notepad. I had to try to download to paper all the things that he had said before that he obviously was not going to repeat because I should have been writing in the first place, right? And so... After that, I've never gone to a meeting, anyone's office, or the minute someone came over to my cubicle and start talking, I just started writing because that's just, you know, the scar, you know, and it was really hard for me because remember in college, um, the professor says, you're not a good writer. All right. So let's fast forward to 
2010. I'm interviewing for a position at another law firm and the director of administration gave me a hypothetical and I and later I fi- I found out this was something that actually happened. She basically wanted me to walk her through what I would do and be very specific, just tell me what you would do. He calls you to his office, so if you have to tell me, "Oh, I'd take the elevator, figure out," you know, she said like he just got here and someone tells you. And I basically said, "Oh, I'd find out where that person sits." I'd get my notebook and I'll take notes and then I'll go back and check in. And she was like, that's all I wanted to hear because apparently other people would go to offices and not have notebooks and they couldn't for the life of them understand why people weren't taking notes. And thanks to the associate a few years back who just basically told me, about taking notes. And since then, I've been doing this. All right, let's fast forward to not even a month ago. My husband sent me an email and I didn't check it right away. So when I got into the house, he said, did you see the email I sent? I'm like, what What did it say? He said, check your email. And when I opened the email, it was a screenshot of something that I sent to him, um, I guess a while back, and I dated it. It was family car, and it was dated February 2011. And he was so amazed because everything that I wrote on that list in 2011 is what we have in a family vehicle right now. And he was just so amazed by it. And um, it's it's why I I feel like when you write it down, you can make things happen. So to, 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 to wrap up the story, the professor, that professor that I still love and that class that I still love, yes, he told me that I wasn't a good writer, but he gave me an opportunity to retake that final. He did. But I was so devastated that I didn't redo it. I didn't redo the essays. He didn't change anything about it. Maybe one question he said he'd change. But he w- he wanted to give me the opportunity to retake that final because he said how I contributed in class did not translate in my writing. And I did not retake that final because I was thinking, what good would it do if he said I'm not a good writer? To this day, my report card at Marquette has an I for incomplete at, for that class because I did not go back and take that final. I was I was too devastated. I was embarrassed. I'm not a good writer. Throughout my years of writing in my journal, I realized that the saying that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% reaction to what happens to you, that 10% was him saying that. And, 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 and I purposely didn't mention the part about him telling me to retake it. But just because I latched on to the first thing that he said, I let it dictate so many years of my life as not being a good writer, being insecure about the way I wrote, not feeling like I could write and giving myself all these excuses about not writing, right? I used that college story and that political science class to hold me back. I It held me back because in my head, it was just like one of the worst things that could ever happen to me. But as I wrote through my journal, wrote in my different journals over the years, I had to change that story. I had to push through. My first journal um, in 2001 that I mentioned from the, you know post 9-11, I had that one journal for two years. Uh, the last entry in that book was December 23, 23rd, 24th, um, 2003. So two years later. And when I look through that journal, the majority of those entries happened in 2003. And 
I know why that was the case because as I mentioned for work, I had to start taking more notes because I worked in a law firm as a paralegal and it was constant meetings. Take It was my responsibility to take notes. So I had to push through me not wanting to take notes. And so what ultimately happened was writing at work helped writing in the journal and writing in the journal helped writing at work, which is, which was so important for me and my career and how I remembered things, how I absorbed things and how I performed because I kept pretty good notes and they weren't perfect. It was very hard. I, I hated writing because I, I would press so hard into the pen and I was trying to write fast. I was trying to write every word and it just wasn't working. And it took years to really find a system that would work for me. So I know you're like, I'm not a writer. I don't have to write. Writing is not important. Writing is so important because in all the stories that I just told you, the college story, you know, how I tried to write through a post 9-11 world and my over my entire life, how I worked through my career and just my personal accomplishments. I used writing to help me live meaningfully, build stronger and achieve abundantly. And it's, it's so important to write things down, even though we don't like to, it's something that has tremendous benefits for us in our lives, right? I, as I mentioned in the article, journal is a way for me to, to have a peace of mind. It's where I reflect. It is where I just think of big pictures. It's where I write down things I want to accomplish. It's how I express myself and how, how I write through emotions. But writing takes practice. And I think one of the big challenges that people have with writing is, is, is thinking that going back to a school setting where you're going to be grade for your grammar your sentence structure. Oh, you can't say this. You can't put those words together and um, your spelling or you want it to be neat so you can't scratch it out. None of that matters as you're writing. The, 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 the whole exercise here is to just get it down on paper, get into the habit of writing because the more you write, the, the more clarity you have, the more your thoughts are become clear the better you're able to recall stuff, especially in this age where, you know, we have so many things pulling for our attention, you know, writing things down will, will help you recall things. So if someone says, Carrie, I need you to do this, I have to write it down because if I don't write it down in that moment, I'm going to forget it. You know, as much as we all try to say we have great memories, when it comes to tasks or certain things, our memories aren't that great. Not only writing, does writing have a personal benefit, a peace of mind where you have had you can reflect where you can have your emotions. It's also great for your business or career. You have meetings at work. You have clients that you're going to meet. It's really great to take really good notes because those will come in handy as you, you know, it could be a way to, to, to send an email recap to the client and said, this is what we discussed. And this is something that I've told staff. This is what we discussed. Let me know if it varies or it's different from what you remember. And if you own a business, clients will appreciate that because they're coming to you for a service. They see that you're on top of your game for work. I know that your manager, if you're a manager, your your whoever is your manager will look at that and see that you're taking the initiative, you're responsible, you have you you you're you're being organized and with so many things that are happening, those notes will also save you because in my in my professional career, my notes have been a lifesaver in more ways than one. 
So let's talk about, I'm, I'm just going to recap, but I'll point you to the articles, recap how you can create a better writing experience because writing, you, you, writing helps you change the narrative. It took me a while, but I changed the narrative to where I was when I started writing in 2001 to even before that, when I wasn't even thinking of writing, when the scar of this, my favorite teacher, my favorite class telling me that I can't write to where I am now, where I write almost every day. I have a blog where it's just writing to, 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 to see how far I've come. I recently wrote a personal story, which was, which was so difficult to write, but I had to push through that. And as I do that, you know, I, 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 I live more meaningfully because that is my story. You know, it's, it's, it may not be the story that I really wanted to tell, but it's the story that I do have. And it's like, you know what, this is, this is my life. And on these terms and on these basics, I've achieved a level of success and the success is different for everyone. But the only way that I was able to dare greatly or, or, or be bold about that is through writing. Now, I'm not saying that everyone is going to write and have a blog, you know, a, a writing, a notebook, a journal is something that you keep for yourself. You don't have to show it to anyone, not unless you want to, but writing will help you achieve your goals. Something as simple like goals aren't achieved if you don't write them down, write them down somewhere, look at them, update them, you know, be intentional about why you want to achieve this goal because all of that helps you make this goal more real. You know, sometimes it's daunting, but writing through the challenges will help you. So in order to create a better, a, a better journal habit, which I think we should, especially as it comes into the new year, everyone wants to do resolutions and everyone wants to make change, make writing in a journal, take up that practice as a new habit. And, you know, one of the things that happened through me writing these stories, um, I've had people reach out to me on the blog and or comments on the blog and off offline. They say that, wow, you know, I really want to write. I really like that story. And it really encouraged me. And so it got me thinking, like, how can I help people write more? So I'm thinking about it. I'm hope, hoping it comes out before the, um, by the time Christmas comes, um, I'm going to probably do a journal and um, not just a journal, but something that will help people write some prompts or questions that people can ask, because that's usually where I see that people have the most challenge. And um, I'm hoping that could happen. So Let's see, because I really got the feedback and I, I know people want to do it. It's just that there's always this thing. I don't have enough time. I don't know what to write about. And, but the intention is there. And I really feel that if I can just help you move to writing, even if it's like two times a week, the more you do it, the more practice you have with it, the better you'll become at it. Right. But I truly believe that by writing consistently, you'll you start experiencing extraordinary things. Right. I wrote down our perfect family car 2011 and it's not an overnight thing, but I, we, we, we look at, I look at that and I was just like, wow, it's so amazing. It's, it's really exciting when you look at something you've written down years ago and say, wow, everything I wrote down here came, 
came true. And it wasn't like I forgot all about it. It's in a book that I carry around, but it's just like once you write it down, it's like you're telling the universe, you know, your intentions, good or bad. You know, you're telling the universe and it doesn't happen. It may not even happen exactly as you have it. Sometimes it might, sometimes it may not be um, for, for, for worse. And maybe it, it turns out better than what you wrote down. But the goal is to write it down and write it down also doesn't mean that once you write it in that version, it's just staying that version. I've had many iterations of goals that I wanted to um, achieve, many iterations of the family car that we're looking for. So what the what the key takeaway here is that in order to live more meaningfully and to build stronger and achieve more abundantly, we're going to have to start putting a lot of these things on paper because that is when we also hold ourselves accountable and it's when we want to 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 make it more defined right the more we define it the more we can tell someone there's a saying that you don't know what you really know until you can write it down benefits of the journal and writing you want your ideas to track your goals to write your goals to overcome challenges write through emotions um writing is just so therapeutic. And it also is helpful on a professional level. It will help you recall information. It'll help you. You, I mean, your other coworkers might be taking notes, but it's, you won't know until that moment happens where you're like, wow, it's a lot, it's a good thing. I had my notes written down. Then you can say, yes, this is what was said or what wasn't said. And sometimes, you know, other people are depending on you to take your notes and that's fine because they're your notes. You have a better understanding, um, for a, on a professional level, when you do take notes on, uh, in, in a work environment or with a, your business, you want to make sure after the meeting or the circumstance where you are taking notes, you go back and you review those notes very quickly because your notes should be some kind of a shorthand, right? And that was one of the mistakes I made in the very beginning, trying to write things word for word. And luckily, as I worked as a paralegal, we have this thing called a blue book. And the blue book is a universal book that every lawyer in the U.S. uses as a guide for abbreviation. So you can't have lawyer A, B, C, D, E, F, G abbreviating one word different ways. So this book tells you how everyone should abbreviate this word, how everyone should abbreviate um, or, or write New York State or reference, you know, the Supreme Court. And that was really the system that I used to kind of help me do shorthand. And I believe I had a link to it in the article. But what is key is after you, if it's a conference call or if it's a meeting, you go back, right? You go back and you look at the notes and fill in the gaps, the parts that you didn't want to write out word for word, because that's when your memory is fresh. That's when you can add more of your understanding to it. So if you took notes with a blue pen, maybe you want to fill in, you know, your understanding or other additional information with a black pen or red pen, green pen, whatever it is, just fill it in because that is when you have the most understanding. And if you try to do that hours later or days later, it's not going to be as effective. And also the recollection is not going to be as great. I can recall things because, you know, at work, I walk around with this notebook and everyone's like, man, you have a big notebook. I said, because I have a lot of things that I, I want to keep my notes together. And that's the other thing. Notes really shouldn't be taken on post-its. You know, post-its and legal pads are big in 
the workplace, but I, I don't like them. They're not efficient. I can't use the other side. I have to keep flipping. I want something that I can keep my notes consistent and organized and I can, you know, have an archive of it for lack of a better word. But I do recommend you do not use a, I don't recommend rather, I don't recommend that you post it because you, you know, the little glue on the back of the post-it that, that wears off after a period of time. It, it, if you stick it up somewhere, drop down. If you stick it in a book somewhere at some point, it go drop out the book. You want, you, you don't want to put important information there. You want to write it down in a notebook that's bound and together. And when the notebook finished, you put it down, you put it to the side. So, you know, where you catalog them for, you know, you catalog them. And if you need to go back to a previous notebook, you, you could go back. It's good to have a notebook for a year. If you're at a job for a period of time, if you want to keep them longer, it's fine. It depends on the type of job that you have. But I really, um, that, that is really the key for taking good notes, going back and adding your understandings and additional reflections from that meeting, fill in the gaps, right? Because that is just really where you catch the meat. Another key to writing in a journal and um, taking notes, as I mentioned in the story with the, the family car, you want to date it and you also want to put a time on it. I, I I cannot tell you how important that is. On a business aspect, I know what day I took my notes and what time because that helps jog the memory as to, oh yeah, I had this call at this time versus you just have a date. Sometimes you can't differentiate what happened when. For the journal, it's also the same. You It, it, it helps capture a moment in time. And for in the instance of writing down this goal about the family car, it really makes it amazing. It's just like, wow, you know, how many years later this is really what happened? Or you're, I could look like, what was I doing up at 11 something a.m. writing or p.m. writing something? But dating and putting a date and time is really key. It will help you to put things into perspective as it pertains to the personal aspects in terms of writing in a journal. And for business purposes, it helps you reference a pointing time for your meetings your or, or a conference call. As much as I love Evernote, typing notes is not good. Like I think I'm a fairly good typer, but listening and typing is usually not good. I, I can't do it. And if other people can, there's maybe a, one set of people that I know that can do that. And because I work in the legal industry, sonographers or court reporters, their job is to take down everything verbatim, word for word. But I don't know if they understand what they're writing or they're just literally like human computers taking the information, just typing it out shorthand. I don't know if they're actually comprehending what's happening and being able to make inferences or looking at the big picture and making your side notes, right? So as much as technology is there, I think a pen and paper is just really important to take notes because when I'm typing, I'm focusing on trying not to have any typos, you know, typos, it's just, it's harder to decipher typos and autocorrect as opposed to my handwriting. Um, because if the computer autocorrects something that it really shouldn't have, think of how many times you're sending a text to somebody and you meant to type this and the phone autocorrect to do that. And you're like, how did it get that word from what I was trying to get, right? That's the limitation of trying to take notes with a phone or a computer. Sometimes it autocorrects things that does not make sense. And trying to go back to review that and make sense of that autocorrect is going to be so hard. So 
pen and paper. I recommend that any day over typing. Typing, you're focusing on making sure you're correct, your typing speed. It's even harder to type unless you're a really fast typer with how many hundreds of words per minute. It's probably better to write in a notebook, pen and paper as opposed to trying to type. You develop a shorthand system. I had to do one and I said it before I did it with the blue book. But either way, I really want as we get towards the end of the year, into the new year, and I know it's usually the time when people want to make changes. I really hope that it's a change that you can embrace for the new year, which is start journal, start a journal, start a journal to reflect, just start the journal and um, start taking notes, more notes. If you're taking notes, great. See how you can improve on your note taking, how you can get better with taking your notes. Are you reviewing those notes? Um, are you putting those notes into use? You know, taking notes isn't always about just taking and putting there. Are you going back to those notes? How are you applying what you've learned at conferences, in meetings, on phone calls? Um, these are things that we need to do more proactively. We need to go back and try to keep things fresh. Um, I do that periodically. I flip through my notes and I'm like, man, it's like a treasure trove of stuff in there. For the new year, I'm encouraged. I really want to encourage you to to take up a new habit that's going to uh, help you personally and professionally to help you live more meaningfully, build stronger and achieve more abundantly. And that's that's through writing. So as I wrap up, I want to leave you with a quote. Learning to write is learning to think. Not that you can't think already, but it helps you think clearly. You don't know anything clearly unless you can put it in writing. And that's by S.I. Hayakawa. I hope this is helpful. I'll keep you posted when this journal is going to come up because I feel it's, it was one of the reasons why I decided to record this podcast because people are reaching out to me about journals and I, I have a picture of my, 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 um, storage cases of journal. And I felt that this was something that people wanted to talk about. And um, I felt that I can do this a little bit more in the podcast. And if you have any questions about writing, the benefits of writing or your challenges with writing, please let me know. I've been doing this for so long. I'm sure there whatever challenge you've had, I've had it. I just didn't want to go through all of them in the podcast. And um, I can hopefully encourage you to to get past that challenge. You know, um, accountability, you know, having someone else who's gone through it will help you make your way through it. Right. So thank you for listening. I hope you found this very helpful. As always, we're on Facebook at Carry On Friends Official. We're on Twitter at Carry On Friends. You could tweet me at Carry On Carry. And I'd love to hear from you. All right. Until next time, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S dot com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com or Find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.